right, welcome to the Bull Rush. This is episode 23, and I am Ty Miller. Tonight, joined by Scott Fish and Dynasty Frank. What's going on, dudes? Fellas, what's going on? It's been a while, huh? What's yeah, two a hiatus. Yeah, uh, two weeks. It was good getting a break from you guys. <laughs> oh, I'm, t- I'm telling you, this this one hour we spend together a week is horrible. It is worst. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Yep, so tonight, we figured what we wanted to do is get into a nice hot topic, especially this time of year, and uh, that is dynasty buys, targets we all have. Uh, We're not going to give you a huge list, but we each have a few guys we want to throw at you and kind of kick around amongst ourselves what's so attractive about these guys. But before we get into that, Scott has some breaking news. Hot out of the fire, Scott. (laughs) Hot out of the fire, breaking news. Uh, so uh, Calvin Johnson has decided to unretire. Oh, wait, that's, that's, that's not it. If you're listening Uncle to Chaps, this, I feel like, is this Uncle Chaps here? What's going on? <laughs> that is not it. Okay. No, I, I believe that we are going to do a listener league between uh, the, the Bull Rush podcast and the... Uh, Fantasy Football Comedy Hour podcast. I, I think we're all going to get involved in a redraft best ball listener league. Uh, I don't think we're going to advertise this on Twitter, so uh, you're going to have to contact us somehow. Uh, <laughs> nice. Well, my, <laughs> we'll mom, my mom has our email address. So. <laughs> no, we'll no, we'll figure out a way. I just want to. I just want to. I just want to put that out there for now. We're going to have some prizes, maybe a spot or two in in SFB or something, maybe a. DLF subscription. Uh, maybe you can come on the Bull Rush for a couple minutes. I think uh, the FF Comedy Hour has uh, said that the winner will be replacing Mike McDonald as one of their co-hosts. Uh, so if, if you are looking to be a co-host on a uh, comedy podcast, then uh, this might be your opportunity. So I got to go on record right now. I'm not sure. I kind of like. I, I don't like this idea. No. <laughs> I don't like this idea. I have, I could see, I see the wheels turning in Scott and Ty's head going on. So wait, so who's gonna get replaced here? No, no, no. This family's only growing, Frank. This oh, we're gonna growing. add. All right, we're gonna add uh, another. Yeah, right. Comedy Hour already has four podcast four, four hosts. I mean, wow. they, they can they can spare to change one out. We 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 need our three. Right, the tripod. The tripod. Oh, that's what they call me. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, we did not miss a step. Two weeks nope. off. Back there. <laughs> All right. So let's. Uh, that's the hot breaking news. So let's uh, let's get into these dynasty buys. And Scott, I'm gonna start with you. We're gonna get kind of go around uh, one at a time here. Who's your guy, Scott? All right, first up, I uh, and my dynasty buys, I don't know how you guys did it. Maybe you guys went with deep uh, stashes. Maybe it's your guys. Maybe you just really like these guys. I actually just went with price tag because I, uh, uh, I don't exactly love these guys, but I love the price I've been able to uh, see them for. Uh, my first guy is Deion Lewis. Um, I saw him in a trade on Twitter go for two second-round picks. And in a weaker draft class like this, I, I look at that and go, two second-round picks for a guy that was just a flat-out fantasy stud while he was healthy and 
seemed to be the passing downs back there for uh, for the Patriots, in which I think will be a good offense against again this year. Um, I uh, went ahead and I traded two seconds to get him in one of my dynasty leagues. I'm surprised wow. that that is a trade that keeps working, but uh, he uh, he played what was it uh, six games last year? It was or seven games last year, and he scored at least nine points in uh, I believe six of the seven, and he was a top. Excuse me, he was a top twenty running back in five of the seven. So if I can get that kind of PPR production out of uh, two second-round picks, uh, I'm going to do it, especially at running back where uh, it tends to thin out during the season at times. Yeah, well, see, that's because people think that two seconds equals a first. You know, like always <laughs> always trade up, right? So like two seconds equals a first, right? That's that's what everybody or most people think or some people think. I would never give up Deion Lewis for two seconds. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, he scored. He scored sixteen plus fantasy points in PPR five times in those uh, seven weeks. I mean, that's that's crazy. That's really good production. No, yeah. I got to bring up they they did bring in Donald Brown, which <laughs> no no <laughs> right. That, but, that's the end of that conversation there. Right. So anyway, Frank. No. So Donald Brown. I'm trying to trying to figure out their whole angle on this because Deion Lewis. Yes, I agree with you. Very good target. But why would they bring in Donald Brown? Is that strictly as insurance for Deion Lewis in case he goes down? Because they seem to play the very similar role, right? They they brought in Monty Ball last year. They 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 have uh, expanded 70-plus man rosters right now. I mean, I, I don't even know that I expect Donald Brown to make the final roster, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I, okay. Belichick knows what Dean Lewis can do on the field. He's seen it. Uh, Donald Brown, well, I, I suppose he, he could have watched some tape on Donald Brown, but if he did that, <laughs> then I'm not exactly sure why they're keeping Donald Brown. But uh, who knows? Uh uh, that that is a fair point, and maybe that's why Deion Lewis's price tag is so low. Is that they just nobody ever knows what to do with the New England backfield? I'm willing to take the shot at two second rounders at a you know potential top twenty four running back. Oh yeah, I would definitely pay that. And and like Frank said, he wouldn't sell for that. Yeah, like I said, the players I'm listing, I don't love. I, I'm not in love with Deion Lewis, but at the price I'm able to get him right now, for some reason people just don't. At least in my leagues, in that that other trade I saw on Twitter, they just don't want Deion Lewis. Yep. All right. Well, I will go next. All right. Uh, a player that pretty much is like no, the, no uh, one's heard of. No one's heard yeah, of. Yeah. Right. He he's a guy named uh, Christian Michael. Right. C Mike. So yeah, this is like the the truther beacon right here, the lightning rod. Um, so similar to what Scott said, the price. I just we just gained it. ten listeners and lost ten. Oh, God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> All right, so on DLF, I looked at their uh, their March ADP for startups, and he is at going at running back 72. And before you just say, well, that's where he should be going. All right, so I'm looking at <laughs> he looked like an actual running back at the end of last year. Once he got you know traded around, kicked around the whole league, uh, he ended up coming back to Seattle. He signed a one-year deal with them now. He'll be a restricted free agent in 2017, but I don't think I'm the only one that saw that he looked like an NFL caliber back because Pete Carroll has been gushing over Christian Michaels, 
you know, what he's saying is a newfound focus and he's humbled his work ethic and he even went as far as to say back in January, it's only a few games, but they're really strong indicators that he's ready to take advantage of this opportunity. Nothing less than what we had hoped for a while back. And so that, you know, it core, of course it could be just coach speak, but when you see what happened when he actually came in, he did pretty well. In like the three games, he got over 15 carries or more. Uh, he averaged 18 carries, 85 rushing yards, and 4.8 yards per carry. And something that people always dog on him about was his fumbles. And he didn't he didn't fumble at all in those in those games. Now, see, I like Thomas Rawls, and I do think, of course, as long as he's healthy, which he should be, coming back from a, a broken ankle. Um, he should get the first crack at the starting job. But if Christian Michael comes in with, you know, fire up under his ass, anything can happen, I guess. So I, I'm just like, my last point on it is some people love to use draft capital as a reason for a, a player to give, a, uh, a team to give a player more chances. And I normally don't base any of my assessment or much of it on a player's draft capital, but it is worth noting that they spent a second round pick on C-Mike and Thomas Rawls went undrafted. Um, so I'm wondering if, if now that they, he's shown a little spark, if he might get some more opportunity. What do you guys think? Well, first off, if Pete Carroll thinks that uh, C. Mike has uh, is seems humble, does that mean C. Mike is willing to admit he's only like a top five NFL running back at this point? <laughs> We're talking about a guy who would celebrate a one yard gain uh, and true. did celebrate one yard gain. Yeah. Who hasn't <laughs> though? I mean, who has? <laughs> right. Um, but no, no, you are right. Christian Michael did look like a NFL back uh, near the end of the season, and a, a legit guy that can, you know, make some starts in the NFL. And as far as the draft capital thing, I mean, Pete Carroll. I mean, he seems to just play the best players, even if they spend a ton of money on Matt Flynn. He's like, I got this third round quarterback. I'm, I'm willing to give them, a, give him a chance. So, I don't, I don't. For a lot of teams, I think that draft capital matters, and I do think it matters to the Seahawks, but I think it matters a little less to the Seahawks than than some other teams. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Frank? I can't. I can't. I'm not doing this. (laughs) I'm not doing this again. Christy Michael, I can't. You make full sense, Ty, 100%. It makes sense. If we were talking about... If like you eliminated Christy Michael and this guy's name was John Doe, that makes a hundred percent sense to me. But my <laughs> there goes my dog. Um, <laughs> even Especially he agrees. Hey, we had a guest. <laughs> we had a guest. There you go, Ralph. Um, anyway, what, what was I saying now? Uh, Christy you Michael. It's just like he got cut and then he gets picked up and then he gets cut and then he gets picked up and then this. I think I think Twitter has ruined Christy Michael for me. It just it's just the love the Christy Michael love for absolutely no reason for no reason is just it's he's just it, I'm I'm soured on him. So but when you got him at, at 72 what what was he the running back the 72nd running back? Yeah, the running board? back 72 on the startup. So yeah, okay. Yes. And, and basically he's a that. throw-in in trades at this point. He's yeah. borderline throw-in. Right. I just did a deal um, what a month ago or so, I traded Dion Sims straight up for C Mike. Like you know, like that that's what you're paying. Or a similar price to that. Right. So, I actually I mean, like I like Charles Sims. You wait, you said you gave Charles Sims up for him, right? Dion Dion Sims. Sims. Oh, Dion Sims. Tied in for the Dolphins. Are you nuts? <laughs> that, see oh yeah, okay. That was yes. But see, I mean that's like people are just completely 
torched on this guy. They don't want him him on the roster. So I know that's me. I'm not. That's me. I'm right. not saying it's it's you know rational, but it's me. I'm just so sick of seeing C Mike all over my timeline and yeah. like it's it drives me nuts. But don't you think there's been somebody, enough? Don't you think there's been enough hate on Twitter that maybe you've started to push the other way or not yet? <laughs> not See, yet. That's, that's the way I am because this is actually the first share I've ever owned of him. And it's just now. So, I mean, like, I wasn't a truther. But, it, like, when you see the price drop this much, when he when when he got signed by uh, – or traded – when Dallas traded for him last year, I mean, he is like a skyrocket. And just Absolutely. And yeah. then they sent him the Redskins. <laughs> In my home league, I was – I had, like, seven top 25 wide receivers. I swear, not not joking. So I offered Stefan Diggs for C-Mike uh, in that league, and I got shut down right away. Because yeah. <laughs> that was right when he was going to Dallas. I'm glad I did get shut down because then Stefan Diggs took off. But yep. <laughs> but still, yeah, his price was really high right then. That was the time to trade him. That was probably his best mm-hmm. value. Definitely. All right, so Franco, what's, who's your uh, who's your first round here? All right, it's a little-known guy. Nobody's ever heard of this guy. Nobody ever heard me talking about this guy or Ty or Scott talking about this guy. It's a little guy known as Carlos Williams. <laughs> Ooh, defensive back Carlos Williams? Yes, oh, that, I love that, Carlos exactly. Williams. He, he had we, six we talk, tackles in a game once. We could talk about IDPs, back, right? right? He still, was <laughs> no. He's yes. still safety? <laughs> I thought he was. Yeah, they moved him to safety, right. Um, <laughs> well, I traded uh, Lamar Miller away for Carlos Williams and uh, a 2018 whoa, whoa, first up. and a 206. Okay. No, no, no. Yes. No, 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 no. <laughs> so uh, ever since last year, Ty, Ty brought up Carlos Williams, and then you just watch this guy play, and he's a man playing angry. He's just an angry runner. I love this guy. And he's going as the running back 26, 26 running back, sorry. He's coming off the board in, uh, oh, man, I have this here, in the seventh round, right? That's his ADP. 85 is his ADP. Mm-hmm. I love this guy. I would totally take a seventh round, uh, pick him in the seventh round. This guy, with Shady McCoy on the field, Buffalo's ran, uh, Buffalo had the second most rushing attempts behind Carolina last year. Rex Ryan just runs the ball. That's what he does. He ran the mm-hmm. ball in the Jets. He just knows how to run the ball and get some snacks. And that's what he does. <laughs> Uh, when you look at when you look at Carlos Williams in the, on PlayerProfiler.com, his weight adjusted speed speed score is in the 93rd percentile. Uh, he's just he's got he had 513 yards last year on 93 rushing attempts, and he had seven TDs. Shady McCoy had three rushing TDs last year. I just think he's going to get the ball more and more. Shady's getting older. He's coming off a off an injury. Um, Carlos is 22, 23 years old. Carlos had 11 points in 8 out of the uh, 11 games he played. He did get injured from uh, week 5 to week 8 and then uh, week 13 and 14. But in the games he played, he produced. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. That was that was quite a ridiculous run. And, uh, I mean, he's young and Shady has way more miles than people think he has. He's uh, he's already crossed most of those thresholds where you start to really, really worry about a running back, even though Shady is still, I believe he's going to be 27. Yeah. Um, even though he's still young, he's crossed so many thresholds. He was a uh, he was such a um, workhorse at Pitt, too. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't... 
I don't know how much longer he can last in Rex Ryan's run the ball a billion times offense. So right. uh, Carlos Williams is probably one I would want to buy too. Well, I'm hoping. Let's hope. I'm hoping, right, Ty? I just yeah, just man. Got him. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, you just traded away a guy that you're gushing about on the last show, Lamar Miller. But, I love you know, Lamar Miller. You got to get your guys right. Right. Yeah, Carlos Williams. My team wasn't going anywhere. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. So I basically, mean, uh, Frank is going to trade away Carlos Williams this week. <laughs> next week. Right. Just build up a guy and then sell him off. <laughs> He's using this podcast to make trades. Hey, man, you got to use every tool available. That's right. That's right. Yeah, no, Carlos Williams was a guy when, um, when I was looking at him in preseason and uh, really caught my eye. And I posted a few vines about it just just. I was like, man, this dude's running hard. And uh, I started calling him Baby Blunt just because he's a big dude. He's running just like LeGarrette Blunt to me, like just crushing people. But he has uh, a little bit more wiggle, it seemed. You know, like he's actually breaking these runs, whereas LeGarrette Blunt, if he doesn't, you know, knock the guy down, he's going. But right. uh, yeah, I totally love Carlos Williams. And, and like Scott said about LaShawn McCoy, it's, that's, uh, that's definitely up. Yeah, it, right, and I, mean, I wrote an article uh, a couple years ago, I think, for DLF. It was um, just breaking down uh, career touches for for uh, different running backs, and at the time, LaShawn McCoy had more touches than Jamal Charles, despite being like three years younger. Right, I remember that article, actually. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so yeah, Carlos Williams, Christian Michael, and Deion Lewis there in the first round. We're going to uh, take a quick break, and uh, we want to unveil a brand new little segment called the Margosian Minute from Mike Margosian. He was on the show, um, I don't know, about five, six episodes ago doing uh, best ball stuff for four for four. So here he is giving you a little tip. Thanks, guys. Uh, Mike here reporting from the MFL 10 bunker with my MFL 10 tip of the week. When you're looking at the dropdown list of players in the ADP dropdown, keep in mind that the list there is pulling every single pick taken in every single draft, not just MFL 10s. At this time of the year, it is very dynasty heavy, and you'll see guys like Devontae Parker and Moncrief showing up a lot higher than the true MFL 10 ADP. And older guys like Larry Fitzgerald and Bernie Marshall showing up a lot later. The safest bet is to get MFL 10 only ADP, which is coming really soon to 4-4 football, which you can subscribe to via my pinned tweet. You can also get some general ADP uh, for MFL 10s from my Fantasy League homepage under Fantasy Tools ADP Rankings and selecting the dropdown for MFL 10s. As always, you can find me at MikeMarFF on Twitter. And now back to the Bull Rush guys. Okay, thanks, Mike. We are back now. Thanks, Mike. Um, <laughs> he's a good guy I want to say thank you he's a great guy yeah, th thanks a lot Mike appreciate yeah, it Mike's great and yes. yeah and look forward to those uh, we're going to have one if not every show every couple episodes so that'll be good kind of keep everybody involved with what's going on with the best ball MFL 10s uh, Scott what's your what's your next guy here uh, my, my next guy is a guy that's basically a throw in in trades as well um, I don't know what his dynasty ADP is but it's Lance Dunbar uh, running back, Dallas Cowboys, bubble butt, if you remember correctly. Yes. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he appeared to be a PPR beast at the start of the season before his injury. He was. Uh, in fact, the game before he got injured, he had 10 receptions for 100 yards. The first yeah. week, he had 8 receptions for 70 yards. Uh, he really seemed like the PPR outlet in that offense, 
and uh, I, don't, I don't know if that changes with Alfred. Mo I don't think that changes uh, if he's healthy enough next year or and uh, Alfred Morris and DMAC, they're, they're not really the type of back to take that away from him. Right. Uh, if anything, Alfred Morris going there might have mud muddied the waters enough for people to give you Lance Dunbar even cheaper. The injury plus Alfred Morris going there and D-Max still there, I don't think his role's going to... If he if he's healthy to go, I don't think his role's going to change. And uh, all that happened was his price just got a little bit cheaper. So he's a, he's a guy I would try to get in and throw in right about now. Yeah, I think last year at one point he was leading the league in receptions. If I remember correctly, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt that he had 21 in the first three weeks. I, that's, yeah, I think that's that got to be right up there. Yep, that's probably what it was. Yeah, his ADP is uh, 200, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, that's awesome. Wow, that's great. I love Lance Dunbar. I told I'm, we we were loving him last year when you mm -hmm. when he was catching everything, and then of course he gets injured because everybody I like gets injured. So <laughs> yeah, guys like Lance Dunbar and Theo Riddick. People were just start like just yeah. completely overlooking, but they're great PPR plays every week. Yeah, and he's only 26. It's not like he's yeah, and he doesn't have much mileage either. So right. it's not, it's not right. like he's crazy old or anything. Yep. Okay. Well, my uh, my next guy here is Mohamed Sanu, which we discussed last episode for free agency. Uh, I ended up writing an article about this guy because. <laughs> Uh, I looked into it enough. We talked about. It. I'm like, man, I'm really inspired here. So, so I dug into it. But uh, I got some uh, some nuggets I want to drop. Yeah, Mohamed Sanu, as most of us know, he was like the, he was never more than the third option in Cincinnati behind AJ Green and Marvin Jones. But like he was one of these guys. Whenever he got the opportunity to play, he he played well. And like when Marvin Jones was out, Sanu saw a 40 percent increase in his fantasy points. And when AJ Green was out. His fantasy points per game jumped from seven and a half fantasy points to eighteen per game. So, like, right. whenever he got the shot, you know, he, he was there. And how much do you credit Andy Dalton for being the greatest of all time quarterbacks? Huh? <laughs> oh, that dude sucks. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, that is one of the reasons that uh, I like Sanu more now because <laughs> he's, he does that good. With, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's out from under Dalton, and he's on last year's Super Bowl champs. Exactly. Right. I mean, come on. You know, I mean, or whatever. And this year's, <laughs> that, that's this year's an inside favorite, joke, right? If, if you're a new listener to yeah, the ball, I still right? have those t-shirts. That's an inside joke. Yeah, that was my Super Bowl I'm, pick for 2015. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I kicked Ty right off of his uh, right off of his comments. I'm keep going, Ty. Perfectly fine because Andy Dalton sucks. So yeah, at Ryan, I'm considering that an upgraded quarterback with that offense, and he's he's as of right now, he's going to get more playing time in Atlanta. I think they gave him a five-year deal, so uh, the money he's getting is, is not just like a fourth-string wide receiver that's kind of just sitting back there that you're just uh, you're not too not too sure if you can trust him or not. I, I think you can, just, um, just looking at what they gave him. He's playing opposite of Julio Jones, which we all know. Julio's going to get double and triple covered. That's right. Um, but once again, going back to the price, people aren't excited about Mohamed Sanu. Like his ADP is is fluctuating between 200 and 250 overall right now, uh, for the over the last month, and that's you know that's one of the main reasons I was even drawn to him in the first place. But another positive is that price should remain depressed until at least midsummer, just because people have a hard time letting go of previous opinions of people. Um, kind of like <laughs> what are you talking? What are you trying to say there, Ty? 
Yeah, Christian you know. Well, yeah, right, Christian Michael. Here you go. So uh, just like Michael Crabtree, Darius Hayward Bay, and Chris Johnson last season, uh, people just kind of blew him off. You know, you look at the, like, there's some writing on the wall here. Like, even Darius Hayward Bay was good last year. As much as people were like, ugh, he was. Uh, Muhammad Sanu will probably be similar, whereas uh, he'll reward people who take a shot on him this year. And uh, I looked at Player Profiler, which I like to do just kind of, kind of get an idea, maybe a, a deeper uh, idea of a player's metrics and whatnot. And uh, he's actually, according to them, very similar to Richard Matthews, who was a highly coveted free agent. People wanted him going to the Patriots and whatever. He ended up signing in Tennessee, but um, they have quite a bit in common. Like, their 40 times were real similar. Their burst scores and agility scores were close. Um, burst scores, it, you know, it equates vertical jump plus broad jump to calculate explosiveness. Uh, and their catch radius is almost identical. So, like, it, people who might like Rashard Matthews, and I'm not saying that Sanu and Rashard Matthews are the same player, but, you know, like, if you really like Rashard Matthews, you should also like Sanu, especially with Sanu's situation now. So I'm just, I'm obviously all about this dude now for some reason. I've turned into, like, a big fanboy of Mohamed Sanu, but <laughs> he's cheap and he's on an, an offense I already like. And, uh, you know, totally I'm, worth sure, the risk, I'm sure you guys will hate going. him. <laughs> I love Sanu. Yeah. I, I, I like Sanu. We, we spoke about Sanu, of course, and especially in Atlanta. He's going to be single covered every single time. Now, let me ask you, what if, because I, I think I read somewhere that um, Treadwell was yeah. mocked to Atlanta. Right. So now, I mean, if Treadwell, let, if, let's say they do draft Treadwell, that that puts a, a wet blanket on Sanu, no? Absolutely, and and I did see that too. That's why I mentioned like as of right now, he seems like the number two guy, and of course it could happen. That really uh, goes with any any of the guys we're saying though too. I mean, sure, Seattle could draft a running back, and then Christian Michael is you know, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So as of right yep. now, for all of these guys, <laughs> right. So I mean, and that's that's also a, a, an even better reason to target these cheap guys because you're probably not going to give up much to get them, and uh, if something like that does happen, you don't feel completely ruined. Right, right. right. Well, I was very happy to get Sanu in my kitchen sink for auction. Oh, you got for, it. Yeah, for pennies. I loved it. Nice. So nice. who's your who's your guy, Franco? Who's your last guy here? All right, my last guy, real quick, Kenny Bell, wide receiver, Tampa Bay. I love this kid coming out of college. Then he gets injured. Sucks. Yep. But when you look at Tampa Bay's depth chart, you have Mike Evans, you got Vincent Jackson, and then crap. Right, you got well, Dante died. Dante Adai, yeah. Lewis Murphy and Russell Shepard. Yeah, okay, whatever. When you look at Kenny Bell's metrics, Russell like, Shepard, come on, man, he was a five star coming out of high school. <laughs> high school, dude. Yeah. Long time ago, <laughs> Scott. Long time he was, ago. He was like a quarterback wide receiver hybrid. So was Ruben Randall, though. So exactly. Yeah. And that's and Muhammad Sanu. Sanu can throw touchdowns. Another thing. Boom. Right. He's got. Yeah, the, a, does he have like a perf a perfect pass completion percentage or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I looked up Kenny Bell and Player Profiler, and his workout metrics are through the roof. Eighty uh, eighth percentile on the forty yard dash, seventy seventh percentile in the height adjusted speed score, ninety sixth percentile on burst score, agility scores in the eighty ninth percentile, and his catch radius. Catch radius is in the 97th percentile. I'm I'm excited about this guy. His breakout age at 19 and a half is in the 76th percentile. I can't even breathe. <laughs> this, is my, this is my guy right here, Kenny Bell. Plus he's That's got the boy. afro. I mean, come on, 
this oh, guy. Yeah. I think his Twitter handle is like at Afro something or other. I'm dead serious. <laughs> I am 100% dead serious. I'm not even joking. So um, so now Tampa Bay was 22nd in the NFL in passing attempts, but that's because Jameis Winston was a was a rookie. I honestly think that uh, they're going to open it up a little bit more for him. And for Kenny Bell to be, what, the wide receiver three? Or maybe even the wide receiver two? Who knows? They might address yeah. some wide receivers in the draft, but... Mike Evans, Vincent Jackson on the outside, and Kenny Bell. I, I'm 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 about that. Can I play devil's advocate for a second? Of, here? of course. <laughs> <laughs> I know this episode is uh, sponsored by PlayerProfileOrder.com. Apparently, I, love <laughs> Play I, I, I actually love that site. I love I love their stuff. <laughs> I just noticed you, you two went off on Player Profile or rants just for the last two players. But I'm gonna play devil's advocate on the Kenny Belgian, and and I don't disagree with you. I'm just, um, what receiving option is he in that offense with? ASJ went healthy. Charles Sims is a receiving back. Doug Martin isn't horrible at receiving the ball. Mike Evans is there. Um, Vincent Jackson, uh, still a good receiver at this point. I mean, I mean, th- we're talking dynasty, so I, right. I know VJax might be on the way down. But right now, I don't know that Kenny Bell's any more than wide receiver six on that, or not wide receiver, but receiving option six maybe on that team mm-hmm. at the moment. Well, I don't think we could have Doug Martin and Charles Sims ahead of Kenny Bell because I think one of them, if they're in the back in the backfield, all right, maybe they might be the third option or fourth option. So I, I want to say Kenny Bell can work his way into the fourth option. Yeah, I, th- I think that's possible, fourth or fifth. Yeah. I mean, for uh, this year. On a certain play. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> of course, no, in a, on a certain play. But again, this is dynasty for for what we're what exactly, you're... exactly a back of your roster stash. Hopefully, in a yeah. you know, in a year or two, um, and we could be wrong. I mean, maybe this is the year where Vince Jackson takes a Roddy White, and uh, yeah. and mm. then Kenny Bell replaces him right in that lineup, and. We've seen what two wide receivers can do in offenses a billion times. I mean, look at Decker yep. and Marshall last year. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but, I mean, it's not outside the realm of possibilities that it becomes Evans and Bell and Winston, who I think, I mean, last year he had, what, like 28, 29, 30 total touchdowns right in that range. I wouldn't be shocked if he has 35, 37 total touchdowns this year. Right. You know, and... Yeah, Frank, I don't know if you mentioned yeah. it, but, yeah, can you... Kenny Bell's going at uh, wide receiver 74 in startups. So, I mean, like, right. once again, nice nice cheap price tag on these guys. Wait, so Sanu is going below Kenny Bell in startups? It 30 spots. Me. It surprised me. Kenny wow. Bell has been getting some some traction lately. Uh, yep. He I, When I looked at the ADPs at 153rd, 12th round, and I'm looking at names after him, and I'm like, wow, that, that was surprising. You yep. can... So and, I mean, and and to help uh, Frank's case here, I actually saw Kenny Bell dropped in a dynasty league near the end of the season last year. Wow! So I mean, he might even depending on your roster sizes, he he might even be so cheap that he's on the waiver wire. Right. I I, I doubt it in most dynasty leagues, but I mean that's yeah, his price. Possibly. I mean, he's pretty he's pretty cheap. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that is going to wrap it up for our dynasty buys episode uh we are going to follow this up in the either next episode or maybe in a couple ones out but uh we're going to do our dynasty cells or people we are avoiding so uh 
Christian yeah, Michael Bahamut. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, we should do that after the draft and just say we're avoiding all these guys. <laughs> Selling all of them. Keep, keep this episode uh, in notes, the, the, the sheet for this episode, and just go back over them. Yep. Like, yeah, just sell everybody we said to buy. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, I want to thank Mike Margosian for that Margosian minute. And uh, you can follow Scott Fish at ScottFish24. You can follow Franco at DynastyFrank. You can follow myself at Ty underscore N underscore STL. And you can follow the Bull Rush account at Bull Rush Podcast. We will see you next week. See you later. Good night, guys.